Vampire Jacks. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the next edition of Carjacks. I'm Cole, and say hello, Chris. Hello, Chris. Uh, we got a special guest in the hot seat. Brad S. in my phone, because I can't <laughs> pronounce your last name, Brad. Sesniak, so much easier than it looks. Sesniak. <laughs> welcome. Brad S. And I think I have a sub of Chicago Brad S. in there somehow. Um, but uh, Brad is in the hot seat with us, and Brad um, is a finance manager at a Honda store that uh, I worked at with. And I've known Brad, I don't know, Brad, it's been like, uh, I don't know, five, six, seven years now. Yeah, something like that. You know? So um, the, the carjacks is uh, just a generalized um, talk about anything, as you can see here, good, bad, and scandals. <laughs> you know, so we haven't really done a scandals yeah episode yet, but it's coming. Yeah, you know, because one thing we like to do is what we do. What we don't do is we do not talk bad about dealerships that we deal with, right? Because we choose at Carsnoop, who is our sponsor, to work with the best dealership. Yeah, that's what we do anyway. Um, but we we have went into a couple conversations of dealerships that are no longer around. So it's fun to talk about those dealerships because, of course, we all know the dealership world is uh, can be pretty crazy, right? So, um, but what we wanted to do this morning is uh, talk to you, and um, what we could do, Chris, to start it out right, is we could do the wheel of destiny first, right from the beginning. Well, because Brad will definitely take partake in the wheel of destiny. <laughs> nice. Our last two, that. our last two, um, wouldn't take, wouldn't take partake in yeah. the wheel of destiny. So I'm hoping it doesn't stop on Fireball. Fireball, because Brad will <laughs> just drink the whole bottle. I know. See, we're going to get along. <laughs> anytime it lands, I watch his eyes, and he just uh, hopes it goes fast. Because it <laughs> wasn't – what's the other cinnamon thing before Fireball? Wasn't there another uh, – Aftershock. Aftershock, yeah. That Gold Schlager, I guess, maybe. Time, Gold Schlager. Yeah. Well, w I had one of those Bad. cinnamon come out my nose about 25 years ago. Um, and so it's – I've never wanted to taste it ever again, but I took a shot of Fireball a couple weeks ago, and it was rough, you know. So why don't we start out with the Wheel of Destiny sure. to get the shot. Get so, Brad, we'll spin the wheel, and then um, wherever it stops is where we take a shot um, at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday. Right. So let's do it. Bourbon. Bourbon. We'll let you choose the bourbon. We got um, Hotel Tango. We got Four Roses. Um, up at the top, we got Smooth Ambler, Gold Scout. Um, what else? Woodford Reserve, which we've already had, so I'm out on that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about bourbon, but let's just do the Four Roses one. That's the Four good. Roses. Who got us Four Roses? No, that came from um, uh, Sean McDermott. Oh, okay. Sean McDermott brought us brought us four roses. So Chris is going to make our shots. So, Brad, let's start out this on our conversation with um, you know, from the finance side, um, what what is what has it been like for you, um, over the last two years, right? 
like w w when it all started happening first of all it was the um it, it was the covid stuff yep and then you then you had then you had the inventory crunch right yeah um what what was the what was the roller coaster like from the finance seat at an import store, um, a standalone tier one import store? I don't share any information other than that because yeah. I leave it up to you to decide what you want to share or not share. But it's a tier one import store, um, a big player, and um, of a product that people want, and you also have a clientele basis that's very different um i can't we are from really we are from um you know the buick gmc chevrolet world and the the, the, the clientele basis between the two places couldn't be more different oh yeah you know so first of all let's take our shot so this is a this is a four roses thank you for coming brad yeah Ugh. one two three Not a bourbon guy. Oh, <laughs> me neither. Me either. <laughs> Which uh. is weird because I feel like everybody loves bourbon. So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Woo! Hot. Um, so how, uh, tell me what your experience has been over the last 24 months. Um, how, how it's, what it's been like. When it first started, I actually like panicked a little bit. I mean, we went from selling 300 to 350 cars, and I want to say the first month we sold maybe 120. And it was like everyone's paychecks were one-third of what you're used to. And you were like, you know, oh, my God, what's about to happen here? Um, I'll be honest with you, too. I almost thought about getting out of the car industry for a second because I was like, I, you know, I can't live like this. And then it was so awkward. It was like maybe three months later, once the COVID thing kind of hit people and people were somewhat getting back to, like, regular life, then we just started booming again more than we ever did before. But the difference was we were low on the cars, <coughs> and the negotiation just started slowly going away. Um, for the finance side, though, the thing that made it easy was you weren't getting the people coming out who wanted a, a $200 lease because those are the people who come in and they don't buy anything. They're there to get their $200 lease. They don't care about tire and wheel. They don't care about warranties. They don't want anything. The clientele that started coming out were the people who came in and said, great, I want this, I want this, I want this. So it went from kind of freaking out for three months to this just became the easiest job I've had in years. Really? Yeah. So um, what about like uh – preloaded stuff right like um i like to call it mop and glow well yeah and we did do that because you know from a legal standpoint you can't just you know you can't force someone to buy gap extended service contracts anything like that but you know i know we call it mop and glow i remember <laughs> that <coughs> that is a, that is you know a physical product that goes on the car that's taxable that's no different than adding you know body side molding or anything to a car that's an accessory so that's what we tried to do at first, and we got some kickback from the salesman, but then they started to like it. We went to a model of every car you bought, we put it on there, and it, there was no taking it off. It was the accessory on the car, which obviously helped me because they paid us on it. Yeah. You know, it was something they didn't change your pay plan, but by even though it was preloaded? No. Wow. I know. That was very nice, and they didn't have to do that. But, yeah. but you know, now that it's going back to a little bit of reality, now it's back to us you know, selling it more than them. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, um, and then, like, what about your numbers? Um, what were you averaging before and then during and then where are you now, right? Is it is – because you've always done a great job. You know, you're, you're a hitter. Um, people like you, and, um, you know, you have always been good at 
um, selling product. Yeah, uh, before all of it happened, I would say I was between like 1,300 and 1,500 a copy, which you know, on a Honda store is pretty good because yeah. Honda's a lot tougher, like you said, Mortgage GMC, Chevy, the buyers are different. Mm -hmm. We went up, I would say at the height of it, I was running about 2,400 a copy. <laughs> so I think it definitely went up <laughs> <Yeah. there>. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what a big part of that was? Is when the rates started to go up, it actually helped us because, just to give you an example, like Honda right now has 5.9 for 72 months on a lot of their cars. Well, for like the last six months, I could beat 5.9 no problem yeah. and still get paid a good reserve. Yeah. Well, now the rates are so high, I can't even beat 5.9. I mean, if I do beat 5.9, it's a 1% flat at that point. Mm -hmm. So it's no different than taking Honda's small flat. Sure. But a lot of the reason why the product went up too wasn't just from the easier customers, but it was also from the reserve. But now mm -hmm. the reserve is it's gone. I mean, it's it's good luck right now with that. Yeah, we've talked to other other <coughs> dealers that aren't even doing their ads. Like they don't they don't even care what they're advertising or anything. They're just doing what they want. Yeah, I mean, because you technically don't have to give it to anybody. It says right on the disclaimers that you know it's up to the dealer if they want to offer this. But at the end of the day, if you don't offer it, they're just going to go to the next dealership. Right. And selling the cars. Most important. Exactly. Yeah, and then what you know with us at Car Snoop, we it it hurt us that whole inventory crunch. Mm -hmm. um, we actually put a huge pause on what we were doing just because it was the one thing when we were starting Car Snoop and um, people were coming involved and investors were coming on board. One question I was asked is what makes Car Snoop not work. I said two things. First, I said dealerships close, and then I said there's no inventory. Well, initially with COVID, some dealerships temporarily did close, right? N nobody knew what to do. Yep. Um, then you had the individual states, dealer associations, then lobbied for the states to make dealerships essential. Um, so we, were, we at Carsnoop were working with dealerships in other states anyway. So for a, in Illinois, initially, the ones we were working with were done. They didn't. They were closing down, and then and then they had to be lobbied and whatnot. Indianapolis, same thing. A couple days, there was some up in the air. So we had the dealerships close scenario actually come to fruition that we didn't know what was going to happen. And then the inventory crunch. So the no inventory, because I said those two things would be a, something that would pause us or make us not work. So we were doing deals with dealerships, and then once the inventory crunch happened, um, dealerships um, would be like, hey, guys, we, we appreciate what you're doing. We want to do more deals with you. But at this time, there's no reason to. Yeah. Didn't make any sense because it was um, a take it or leave it mentality. And they didn't need to do a deal with us and pay us for the deal when they would just sell it to somebody else. So we had to put a pause on the action and rethink about how we were going to, um, in the future, Utilized car snoop, and that's where the new car platform came in that we're about to relaunch. Um, but it, it, it played into our hands long term because what it did for us was dealerships went to understanding the need to find a different way to sell cars and allow consumers to do a lot of it online. Um, I've talked about this before, but you might not know this. Pre COVID, a consumer was 13% likely to do a complete transaction of buying a car online, 13% of buyers. 
would be willing to start to finish, do a completely online transaction. After COVID, it was 79%. In 24 months, you had a 60-plus percent increase in consumers willing to buy a car without ever seeing it and have it delivered to their doorstep. So the, 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 the downfall of Carvana is coming. <laughs> it, 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 we've all seen it, right? Yeah. But, the, but, but, but what Carvana did correctly was they built something that the consumer has always wanted. They wanted an alternative way to buy a car without having to go through the process that dealerships have always required. It's the one industry that really hasn't changed very much from a standpoint of retail. So we can buy anything we want a house, right, hot tubs, clothing, anything online. And, um, but cars have always been where you could look at them online and, you know, you could, you know, start the process online, but it ends up going through somebody that then you have to then talk to, to then you have to go there to get it. Yeah. And so um, it's really played into our hands. But uh, what I was um, – wanting to know from from you um like h- how do you feel from like the salespeople side right like what do you what have you learned during covid um like because I, I, even your store i've seen some people left mm-hmm. moved on <coughs> okay um then you got new people coming in um it sure seems like Think about all the people and the cars they sold during this time and the money they made that before this, they would never have earned that money. I'm not even close. Right? Yeah. So as you start getting cars to stack up and you have multiples of any model, um, you now have to have salespeople. Mm-hmm. And they've and a lot of them have lost it. I mean, they just it, it maybe they haven't 100% lost it, but I literally said this to me the other day. I was like, I actually have to sell again, like even on the finance side. And I think the industry is going to lose a lot of salesmen, especially the people who got used to the, you know, the hours got cut almost at every store. We used to be open until nine. We're open till six now every day almost. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the latest. And now that it's going back to, hey, there's going to be mini deals and you're going to have to work hard. I can tell you right now, some of the older people, they're like, man, I'm just thinking <laughs> about retiring now because they were sticking around because of how easy it was. I mean, hey, sure. everyone's been an order taker the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're, you're in a somewhat hot brand. Now, like Nissan next to us. They've had cars piled up for a while, but like us and like, you know, the Toyota store, I tried to go buy a Sequoia like a month or two ago and they told me it's a year wait. Well, and <laughs> Nissan's and Nissan's, uh, just so you know, all those ro- rogues over there mm-hmm. that are stacked up, I think those belong to like the Mormon church. Oh, okay. So they're all gray and they're all silver. Drop ship. Yeah, those are drop ships. So it looks like they have a ton right now, yeah. but all those are going to be going away because I questioned that. But that was well, the best thing that ever we happened. Too. Yeah. We're like, how do they have so <laughs> many cars? Yeah. We're, yeah. Get, we're starting to get cars now, finally. I mean, we, we've had Ridgeline stacked up for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, like, you can actually walk in the door and get, like, a Civic or CRV. Not saying we have, you know, a, a massive selection, but we usually have, like, two or three there a day that somebody could buy. And, I mean, because you, you guys used to have a hundred to choose from we used to have so i you were talking about this earlier we used to have like a 130 day supply and we'd have like 400 something cars in a lot um we've already been told by honda that they plan on never going back to that they they want to have like a 40 day max supply on our lot and that is it 
the industry as a whole is talking that it's probably going to be something like, um, you know, 40 to 70 days of inventory for majority of the manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID and the inventory crunch saved the brand of Nissan. They had at one time over 300 days of stock nationally. Okay, they were on the brink of they were they were going to go bankrupt. They they had all these cars and all this inventory. So for a while, Nissan had this this plethora of inventory for the because there was no more cars coming in, and then Honda didn't have any cars. Well, they Honda. Toyota lost market share to Nissan in the, in, the, in the initial because they had so much inventory. Yeah. And then they were able to sell it out. And then it got to the point when I was at a Nissan store that um, we had uh, – there was months that my total inventory was like six cars. And, um, you know, we would s- – I sold out of 100% of my inventory three times. So we had no new cars in stock. Um, so it was, uh, it, it saved them. And then it got to the point where they realized we don't need all these cars. Um, it makes the value of their cars more. Um, what about, um, you selling cars for people, selling cars and signing contracts on individuals? Um, because you were, f- your used car manager was forced to buy cars for, uh, Oversticker and <coughs> all those things. Um, how many you had to do a lot of contracts where people were signing up at 140 percent. Oh yeah, and it's it's gonna get uh, it's gonna get bad here in the next two to three years. I mean, when these people come in and try to buy another car, it's you're gonna see a lot of people upside down here coming up. Because, like you said, I, I especially with Civics, we were backed up six to eight months on a Civic, and there was a point where if you wanted a two year old Civic with twenty thousand miles, they were going for three four grand over the sticker price of a new one. Yeah, that's not the case anymore. I mean, they've they've we've seen used cars drop, in my opinion, tremendously over the last six months. I mean, they've come back down to reality somewhat. They're not there yet, but I think there's going to be there's still going to be a great big shakeup because Carvana has not dumped all of it no. yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they dump it all, um, or are forced to dump it all, um, you know, there's going to be a big shakeup in the industry on values. Um, and your lease business is is pretty much gone now, right? It, the, it's, the it, that's it, which is crazy to me is we actually been leasing a lot more the last two months, and I do not understand why. Because if you come in like and try to get anywhere close to your last payment, it's almost double of what it was three years ago. Yeah. And in my opinion, I don't think leasing's worth it right now. Mm-hmm. I think you're better off just buying a car personally. Sure. We have seen cash deals go up through the roof. I yeah. Think. Cash deals and money down. Right, the amount of oh, money down per person is oh, crazy, yeah. and, and I think that's going to wither away too. Because what we had was there for a couple of years was everybody staying at home and working, not traveling and banking all that money. money well, that's going to go away because now your people are, there's more and more vacationing happening, and right, all these travel bans, of course, have lifted. I I just saw that you don't have to wear a mask in New York now for in certain places for the first time, right? Because they're getting robbed. So no masks in banks. Or is it safer to actually take your money out of the bank and put it towards your car instead of leaving your money in the bank? I mean, <laughs> well, you know, if you want your bank to still be there, yeah. you know. Um, but because uh, we've always known, as soon as there's multiples of one model at multiple dealerships setting there, the price, the, the race to the bottom 
of the pricing war is going to start all over, right, from the big dogs yep. that are going to advertise you to join them and under-invoice. Well, that's coming back. I've ar- we've already seen it. Now, the higher trim levels are still holding kind of MSRP and somewhat of above MSRP. Like in the GM world, if you have a high trim level Tahoe or a Yukon or an Escalade, you know, they're still impossible to get and um, there is no negotiations. Yeah. But um, an LT Silverado, there's plenty of those. An XLT F-150, there's plenty of those. Um, so you can, th- those are those are selling at a normal rate. How about rebates? I mean, Honda's really never had rebates. They, they do, but they never advertise them, and they won't even let you use the word rebate. Like, you yeah. can't put on a contract or anything. They will, they will not fund a deal if it says rebate on it. They're highly <laughs> against that. Um, I mean, they'll still give you, like, loyalty, and they do advertise it. You get 500 bucks. But I don't know if you remember, like, loyalty used to be as much as, like, three grand. Yeah. yeah. And it's just not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And another thing Honda did, just because you brought up, like, you know, the higher-end models, uh, holding the value. I don't know if you know this, but Honda actually got rid of all their base models for pretty much the last two years. Um, like, the pilots and all that, they got rid of LXs and EXs. It started at an EXL. So you had to get an EXL or a Touring. Wow. It, it was only loaded up. They just now, because they released a new pilot like two months ago, they are just now finally bringing back the lower models. But for two years, like there was no Civic LX. I mean, everything. All the LXs were gone. They got rid of all of them. And they got rid of almost all the EX models as well. Hmm. They kept a couple of the sports, and then it's pretty much you buy a load of the car or nothing else. What about like key fobs and things like that? You're delivering cars with two key fobs? So <laughs> it's funny. We were, and then Honda for a brief moment said, hey, you're only going to get one key fob. And then when you sell the car, we're going to mail them a second key fob. It lasted maybe a month because it made no sense because that was when every single car we had <coughs> on order was sold. And it's like, okay, the day the car gets here, it's going to be sold anyways, and you're just going to ship the key right away. Mm-hmm. So they literally did that, I want to say, for a month and then realized. Yeah, because Toyota's still doing it. You only get one key. Okay, yeah, ben, ben Norman, I'm still waiting for my second key. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, are you holding that survey? I'm, uh, I'm waiting until it comes. <laughs> he says it's on the way, but I'm hold my breath well hey um we're gonna take a break real quick um and then we're gonna come back and we want to talk more to brad so uh we'll see you here in a minute four people are you guys do you guys still offer e-signing do you do a lot of that now or we never really did the e-signing thing i know a lot of people went to it um we never did like the we looked into doing it where you could sign at your home and stuff Mm -hmm. but we just decided not to plus i know a lot of banks say that it has to be done in dealership like they don't in your contract that they don't allow that yeah why do you think that is uh because they want to make sure it's the real person they're trying to do verify identity compliance yeah um, Verification of the buyer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's so important, and that's really what builds what we're talking about with us, right? Um, yeah, I mean, because if you send something off to somebody's home, and let's say a salesman takes and all this stuff, or you have no clue who's actually doing that. Sure. Like anybody. And that's when you run into fraud and other stuff. Yeah. So verification is huge. It used to be a finance manager has to be a notary, right? Are you still? I'm, I'm actually not. No one at my dealership is. We have our controllers and notary. Okay. So, and. But we're a little different because I know some finance managers like they have to package up their whole deal and ship it off. Yeah. We don't. We don't do that. They just want us to focus on our job of, of you know, 
Yeah, selling. selling products and getting people approved. Mm -hmm. So we've always, when you're done with the deal, like, yeah, you got to make sure all your stuff's in there. So we take it upstairs, and we have a team of people who do all that. And they handle they handle almost all the easy day-to-day -day things. The only thing they don't handle are, like, re-signs or problems with the deal. Mm -hmm. you know, like, hey, your deal's coming back from the bank. But they'll come bring it down and say, hey, this is what they said. Well, you know what? I, I have to interrupt and talk about Carsnoop, which is because – we talked about Carvana before, how they mm -hmm. created a market, right, and, and, and gave the consumer something they wanted. What they did wrong is, first of all, talk horrible about the dealers, right? I mean, yeah. And, um, and then second, they, they thought that they could be a national office for car sales, right? Because we already know the number one people inside the walls of that dealership is the girls in the office right yep because they can shut you down in a heartbeat right and they can make it very very fun or it can be horrible so but if you have a good office it's huge it's 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 real it's the number one thing in the car dealership because they're over both sides all three body shop service sales department they determine how the money flows okay and what Carvana did was they acted like that was not going to be that big a deal. <laughs> like, you know, we're going to sell cars and we're going to facilitate plates in 50 states. Yeah. <laughs> right? Every state's different. Sales tax credits. Some states have it. Some states oh, yeah. don't. Tax rates. Licensing fees. Some places you're, you're titling and you're registering the car. You're sending out the, the plates. So the physical license plate that goes on your car, some states, dealerships send that out. Okay? Yep. It's all different everywhere. And what Carsnoop is doing is we're inventory independent. So we can utilize your cars anywhere to give the experience to the user. And then we leave what the dealership does the best is run the dealership and and, and, and deal with the state and the titles and, the, and all those things. They handle that for us. And um, it works. You know, so um, talking about um, where, where we were going somewhere with that, though, um, when you initially started talking about that. And then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, the e-signing thing. Oh, e-sign. That, that's what I wanted to ask you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, Usto Rodriguez, um, he converted us over at the Nissan store to majority, like, e-sign, like, right? We yeah. were getting funded on deals in hours, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And um, it was crazy that, it, like, like, the office didn't know what to do. Like, they had, th we had an office, like, well, what are we doing? What, we don't have to do anything with this. It's already funded? Yeah. So you're saying you're not doing that? No. I mean, the only thing we really do with e-signing is um, CAC, uh, credit acceptance, <coughs> which I'll be honest with you, I actually love it because same thing as you said, you once you fax that stuff to them, you get paid in like 30 minutes to an hour as long as you see they got all the scripts up front. Yeah. Now, Honda has e-signing, but it's, it's decent. I mean, you're going to get funded in two, three days versus like six or seven. <coughs> they just... Uh, the systems don't work that well together. Yeah. Like when you try to push a lease over, the lease doesn't push correctly, and you have to sit there and do math by hand and put it in and then get this verification. 
And then, you know, their system, sometimes it's up and down. Like, if they, a customer comes in, they want to do 60 months, and then they say, hey, I want to do 72. If you have to resubmit the deal and get it approved for 72 to even start the contract, or let's just say it sits there for 20 minutes because it, it's just not getting approved by them, you're sitting there for 20 minutes with a customer doing nothing at that point. Yeah, that that's always been a uh, issue, I think, with finance. Wouldn't it be great if there was, like, the one system? Because, you know, if you're at the desk, you, you're you're – you're doing the deal, then you send it back to finance, and then finance gets it. It may may or be may or not be right if the depending on who the manager was and and making the numbers correct. But you know, if you could have when you're buying a car, let's say online, where you could do everything on one screen and look at your financing, look at your uh, accessories, your tire and wheel, your gap, and and look at all that in the payment. And it's the same thing as when you go back there. You know, nothing changes. Don't, you know, that's that's when you think of, well, they told me one thing up front, and then I get back here, and it, it's a totally different number. Well, we've already figured that out, right? We're, so um, we, we're, we're proud to say, that, <laughs> right, Chris and I, that we're well over 70% back-end penetration on our deals. And um, it's a direct byproduct of the experience that we give um, because unfairly, when you receive a customer, there's lots of things that are completely out of your control on that first initial interaction that the two of you are going to have because of what the process that that person had just went through, right? Which you have no idea yet, right? We don't know if it started in the BDC. And we don't know if it started without them being contacted back or they send in a specific question through the internet department that says, has this car been smoked in? If it has, I'm not interested, right? That's the message that was sent to the dealership with the stock number and everything, right? And that person gets a phone call or an email or a text message and it's something like, yeah, we saw you put a lead in, something we can do for you? Yep. Come on down. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and, and the, the question at hand hasn't even been answered. And um, so you, you're getting that person that started, that's how their process started. And let's say four days later now, they're, get, they're sitting down in front of you. Why? Because they had to come in and um, maybe the first car they bought got, got sold out from underneath them. You don't talk about I'm just putting all these things up. Keys are missing. Car's dirty had a diaper in the back seat that no one found. I mean, it's endless, right? And then finally, they're sitting down in front of you, Brad, yeah. and you <laughs> have to do your job and make profit and overcome so many things that were completely out of your control, right? Yep. We at CarSnoop um, are creating a, a, a platform and a marketplace where the customer can select the car, put their trade-in information in, the, the the vehicle that you have, you find out that you have an, uh, a customer that's interested in that car, you click on it, you see their trade-in, 28 pictures and video, okay, of a verified person that CarSnoop says is real. Why? Because they verify themselves with um, a credit card transaction of a dollar. Mm -hmm. They um, submit their driver's license, and they're going to submit a selfie. So they're going to be a verified person. And then um, the dealership knows that they have somebody that's a real person that is interested in buying this car, right? So they can give back an offer, and which includes 
how much they're going to sell the car for and how much they're willing to give for the trade, right? The consumer can get back, if it's a new car, they could ask four dealers with the same car, and then four dealers get to respond back, and right? The one that the consumer chooses to move forward with, let's say gave the most for the trade, or has the car that's most like the one that they want, that's the dealership that they ends up getting their personal and private information to, to finish the deal. We collect the driver's license, we collect the insurance card, we collect the credit application, we collect, um, we, will, we will also be collecting um, proof of residency um, on all on your behalf and have a link where the finance manager can print it. Excuse me while I take a drink. I was sounding like Pete Balderas there for a minute. <laughs> Remember that? You, you, did you catch that a couple times with Pete? Yep. Which is the worst? ASMR. Is it, is it, it <laughs> how horrible, how horrible is this, Brad? How horrible is this? Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> it's horrible, is it not? It is ASMR. <laughs> Some people like that, man. There's, there's whole Twitch channels for that. <laughs> so anyway, we're also partnering with ITAP Menu. Mm -hmm. um, shout out there uh, to Sean McCool. And with ITAP Menu, we're going to have products available, service contracts, key replacement. Mm-hmm gap insurance, right? All that stuff will be able to be pre-pitched. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we have such great success with facilitating back-end products is because our buyer is in a good state of mind. Mm -hmm. And when we pitch those things, they ask questions, what do you think, right? And we say, you don't need gap insurance because you just put 25 grand down, right, mm -hmm. first of all. Um, and they say, well, what do you think about tire and wheel coverage? We said, well, we, we both have it. We both used it. It pays for itself. It's a no-brainer. you got to have it. And if you can afford the extended service contract, no matter what, the really the difference is in the payment, we need to get this. Why? Because of all this technology that's on these cars these days. Yep. Okay, 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 right? So let's, from a finance manager standpoint, you tell me if you would like to have deals like that that come preloaded, uh, all you got to do is be the guy that's making sure everything's correct so you can get your your contract cashed. Yeah. Well, I mean, what finance guy wouldn't want that? It's Think about that. As easy as it possibly can. And then because we want, the, we want the, the, the dealership to make money. We want the finance manager to make money. We want them to know that we – because we pride ourselves on what we do is we feed the dealership deals at the bottom of the sales funnel. And it's going to be all about – volume at that point how many of these simple deals can you say yeah i have the car let's do this right um because before you know back in the day right um i can't give a price on a car over the phone i'm not going to estimate that blah 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 make them come in here now dealerships are buying 90 percent of their inventory online and online auctions so th they're way past the need to see it so what we make sure is the the the, the user if they want the most money for their trade, we at Carsnoot coach them and say it's your first time that you're trying to sell your car to a dealership. Make it clean, right? Post all 28 photos and the vi 28 photos and the video. Make it easy for the dealership to to look at the car and put a real number on it. Okay. Um, we we know that every dealership and every finance manager will once they figure that out that that's what we're willing to do. They'll be like, yeah, give me as many of those as you can give it to me. Yeah. 
Because another thing we have on the on the reverse side, it's a byproduct, is every new car deal and, um, and every certified car deal that we've done, the over 100 deals, um, they have a perfect CSI on our deal. It's achieving. Why? Because they're not surveying the dealership. They're surveying the process in which they just took delivery of your car. They don't care if your bathrooms are clean or not. Okay, they're going to save. Yeah, perfect tenant. Why we coach them. First of all, listen, are you happy? Yeah. Give the dealership all tens. Give the dealerships five star because they chose to utilize allow car snoop from a co to a consumer side that this is how they want to buy the car. Okay, we're not going to talk bad about the dealer. We appreciate the dealer. You're the one paying for the lights and the insurance and all this stuff and having the cars and and paying the heat and paying the right. We're just going to bring you qualified buyers you know so uh i know if i knew you would be like yeah i'll take those deals especially if we're saying hey brad i mean you're getting 750 dollars every time we finalize a transaction how's that feel yep. <laughs> <laughs> right so um future of the car business what do you see i mean i see what what you guys are doing is where i think it's going <coughs> um like we talked about earlier uh, dealers are not going to keep the inventory they used to. It's going to more online-based. I mean, I remember eight years ago, salesmen used to stand outside and try to take ups. <coughs> I don't even feel like that's a thing anymore. I would say 80 to 90% of the people who come in a dealership already have an appointment. They already know what they want. You know, that that's what people want it to be easy these days. They don't want to come in. They don't want to walk around a lot. They don't want to look at five, six, seven cars. They've been online. They've done their research. Most people know exactly what they want to buy. The hardest part is just the negotiation part. And that's you're the you're trying to take that out of it. I, that's I, the hardest part at a dealership is that most people don't like is they don't like the back and forth. Our, yeah. de our dealers make money. Our dealers make money because people aren't in a state of argument. Yeah. They're just not. They're, they're here to buy a car. They're here to buy a car. Listen, everybody we've – oh, and like our average credit score is mid-7s. Mm -hmm. Why? Because the people that we deal with – they don't need practice to know if they can buy a car or not. Yeah, I can buy a car. Yep. I'm not giving you my information, you know. And like I've had dealers say, "Is that a good enough price? If I, is it how is that going to win?" I go, "I don't know," because I, I don't care what you buy or who you buy it from. Okay, yep. so Chris will sell them like with he's our as a, as a dealer rep. He's like, "Well, listen, just give your best deal. Just give your best deal of what you're willing to sell the car for, you know, and then." And then you, well, you'll know if you got it or not because <laughs> if you yeah. didn't deliver it, you didn't get it. Yeah, if it works, it works. You know? And so what we look at, CarSnoop is a volume driver for dealers. Look at it this way. In the very near future, and I'm saying three to six months, um, with CarSnoop having um, a couple hundred thousand profiles built, okay, of people that have r cars in their, in their virtual garage that you put in CarSnoop, you go on, you build your profile, you um, put your own vehicles that you own, your badass C8 Corvette is going to go in your car snoop um, garage, virtual garage. You can do it today. We'll do it before you leave. You can run a Carfax, first of all, mm -hmm. part of the service. You get it. Um, but then you upload 28 photos, and um, you can make your garage public or private. If you make it public, You'll be able to, people can see your car. They don't know who you are. They don't see your phone number. They don't see your address. They don't see your VIN number, yeah. right? But they can see your car and your virtual garage that you keep real pictures. Mm -hmm. 
And um, you can communicate and have fun with other guys that have C8s, right? Yep. You can review their garage. You can now know that the other person at that other with that z at the other C C8, maybe you decide you want to buy that car, right? Yep. You know the person's real, first of all. Yep. Because you've been verified. You've been verified. Mm -hmm. They've been verified. They've been verified. That's what you're doing right now, isn't it? Aren't you going to go to Louisville to look at a, a new car? Yeah. Yeah. But it's and, and you know I look at it on Facebook Marketplace and okay. the first thing I do I'm and who the uh, who the fuck says the car's <laughs> going to be there when you get there or it's <laughs> real exactly and I'll be I'll be honest with you the, the only thing I like about Facebook Marketplace the first thing I do is I click on their profile and try to see if it is a bullshit profile sure or a real go profile. go look them up on LinkedIn I do all that stuff yeah and I look it up and I see okay this person's been on Facebook for ten years they actually have yeah. photos yeah mm -hmm. yeah so you're, you're yep. going to trust it more but I even if I go I always will ask the person to call me for listen I'm not bro for two hours listen I I do the same. <laughs> thing i drove all the way to michigan and i was an hour from picking up my third or fourth iraq remember when i was going yeah, through that buying them like crazy. i was buying them like crazy and flipping before people started realizing they should buy and flip them i was doing it yep. and um i got all the way there sold right i mean how many of even the ones i verified i didn't get the well, car let's just be honest the guy doesn't know you Guy no, you go and look at the IROC, and if somebody shows up, do you know how many you? jack bags he's been dealing with already? I am the real one. And but here's the thing: if somebody comes there before you and they have the cash, he's selling the car. He, he don't care about you. I get you. Yeah. He's yep. there. He's got the cash. I get you. It's gone. Yeah. Well, think about this, Brad. If you're able to build your car, put put it in your garage, um, and then you can also let's say you decide to buy this Z06 you're looking for through Car Snoop, right? Mm -hmm. And it's in another state, so Kansas City, you verify the person's real, you can verify the car's will, you can pull Carfax on the car. You don't have to call your buddy to pull your Carfax, you pull the Carfax on the car, you can click on our ship it to me, you get an immediate estimate on what it costs to have it shipped to your doorstep. I was, I was about to ask you that if you get okay? shipping. Immediate estimate on what it costs, you can finance it, you can add it to the bill, you can stripe it to the guy, okay? You get a you get a a a vehicle walk around and video of your car that you're getting ready to get picked up sent to you before it gets picked up. The money that you're giving the guy is held. He doesn't get it until the car gets picked up. Mm -hmm. Then the car gets picked up and then the money goes over, right? Mm -hmm. Because the or you can say yeah I don't want that car, right? It's going to cost you for the initial for the shipping deposit. Yeah, but, but who cares? The car didn't show up with bald tires and whatever, okay? Um, you're going to be able to do that with us, you know? And um, it's the first ever verified marketplace. You're going to be able to buy new, buy new cars, buy used cars. Um, by this summer, you're going to be able to go and get reviews from vendors. You get mobile detail, uh, window tent done in your driveway. Um, you're going to be able to virtually walk around. Uh, uh, right off the bat, it's going to be a Chevy Silverado or a, GMC Sierra, all trim models, do a VR-type virtual walk-around um, of a 2023 and um, shop for your car like that through CarSnoop. Nice. Yeah, so um, it's exciting. And from the finance side, we're getting ready to work. I've, I've thought about you because um, one thing I envision, and if you want to talk about what I think the future of the car sales is, and I hate to say this from the standpoint of, um, I, I respect the industry from a salesperson standpoint. I took it very serious. I also took it lightheartedly and had a lot of fun. <laughs> had a lot of fun and kissed a lot of babies, shook a lot of hands, and got a lot of people to quit the car business. I, I did. I got them to quit. 
Um, but I love it. But I, I believe the, the, s- the future of the car business, um, salespeople are going to go away. Yeah, it, it, I, I do too. I don't think it's going to happen in the next year or anything. But no. It's going to slowly fade that way over time. It's going to be one of those types of um, turnarounds like people willing to buy a car online to before and after. It's going to be a one of the fastest transitions of changing the car business that I think you've ever seen. Because technically, you you were a good salesman. You got promoted to finance manager. You you could do the whole thing, right? Yeah. I mean, you from cradle to grave, which probably would benefit you more because you 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 have a little bit longer than the five minutes to say hi. My name's Brad. I'll be your finance manager. Be taking care of paperwork, which you get that whole experience with. So they're just dealing with you the whole time. You probably have a better closing rate than than you do now just because of that because you have to overcome so much of what cole was talking about earlier with whatever happened up front you have more control of that and that's i think that's what the good good finance managers do is get involved early oh yeah for sure you know so um having the ability to do it all in one spot um product and then the delivery. And then as we're working towards having the ability to do more e- e-signing, and then we want to throw in the financing option, which doesn't always make you happy. But I think, like I said, if um, if we did a deal and, and we're, we're looking towards uh, finding a bank and I want I'm looking for first internet to be our, our partner, mm-hmm. you know what I want to push for it, just because they're already doing it nationally. Not auto loans, but why not? Let's jump into it um and then you as a finance manager if you're sitting in a chair at your honda store and you have to come through and package up a deal to head upstairs that came from carson you're going to be just fine with it being a cash deal but you made 900 bucks oh yeah all day you're not gonna no, no one's gonna complain you're not gonna care and that's what we want to happen okay um even to the things that i feel like our partners that sign up with us as dealers well first internet is now becomes an indirect lending source for you okay so it now it becomes part of your dealership. So then even then, if they sign up through First Internet through us, mm-hmm. you guys get paid as well because we want them to be as part of your yeah. portfolio of dealerships you're utilizing. Then you're really going to be happy with this. You're not going to give a shit, right? No, not at all. Right? It, especially if your dealership's going to pay you on them, then especially a store that you work at, they will. You know, they're going to pay you on Carson deals just like they would any other deal. Yep. You know, so... Um, I, I think there's going to be third-party deliveries, um, so much so that if you ask me, you know, my pie in the sky, you know, what I could really, like my dream, like if Car Snoop could end up being, would be, um, like, we, we handle your deliveries of your cars. We handle your new car deliveries on Hondas. It's a third-party Car Snoop handles Honda deliveries. And uh, the consumer goes on and watches a video, watches a VR experience of their delivery of their car, and clicks, yes, I'm completely satisfied all the way through. And, of course, they're completely satisfied with their financing experience because it was done the way that I just told you we could hand package you and hand you a deal mm-hmm. um, that in five, six, ten years, all manufacturers will not have salespeople doing their deliveries. You're going to put a VR headset on and watch a video of a person standing next to your car, walking around it, and you clicking boxes and saying, yeah, I understand how to load my phone. Yeah, I understand this. 
I understand all the safety features, right? And then legally, the manufacturer is covered because you click the boxes and say yeah, yes. Same thing like filling a credit out box. That they're not doing it right now, right? The salesperson is not doing it. No. He's not. We all know. No. Okay. The tests aren't being taken by the salesperson. I mean, there you got one or two that take <laughs> some of them, right? But usually those guys are taking. Yeah, but, but those guys are then taking else. the tests for the other guys at a hundred dollars a pop. Let's just be real. Oh yeah, I've seen it all the time. Well, let's just be real. I paid for my test. I paid for my test, right? I was. But you don't need the test to sell cars. Well, I know you're right. People I don't. But the people that's coming in behind us are not us. Yeah. Right. That's the big difference. They're not us. They're order takers, like you, you know, like yep. they become. So it's not like they care about what they're selling or or what the customer gets. They're just worried about making the the money yeah you know and then you take in the the sales environment the last two years has just really made it even worse expedited it okay so yeah uh the future of the car sales um car snoop is your third party delivery we deliver all makes and models could you imagine that you know you have a video production facility that's just making walk around videos of deliveries of different cars right almost like a peloton for car sales, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's Peloton's virtual workout, essentially. Yeah. I mean, a Peloton for car it's sales. It's like having a virtual coach in front of you. Yeah. yeah. You go on, let's say you, you're buying a used car, and you have the library of car snoop, because everything you do, you just keep, right? So 10 years from now, you have older. So a used car, if someone's buying a 2023 Civic, they can go to the library delivery of the walk-around of the 2023 Civic, and get a full delivery and know everything about the car, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we want to build content. Um, and then also uh, I envision as a car snoop user, you, you, you lived in Indianapolis for 20 years and now you're moving to Florida. Mm -hmm. And one thing you have in Indianapolis is your relationships, right? For like the things that you utilize in cars, mechanics, um, accessories, window tent, whatever, right? If you here, who who you calling for your window tent? I'm calling Ryan Dean. You're calling Ryan. <laughs> you I, know. I've known him even when I worked for Butler. Thank you. Know. Me too. I, I text Ryan. That that's who gets my business right. All if you move to Florida, you start all over. I, I know. Right. <laughs> so with Car Snoop, if you join the community and you're a verified person, then as the vendors in those areas are going to be able to apply, subscribe to the network, mm -hmm. then they're going to get rated. Ryan and would probably come down to Florida if he paid him enough. If he, if he Dude, let me tell you something. You know what I say about Ryan Dean, and I hope we got to tell him he's on this podcast, is every time I see Ryan Dean, I say, the richest person in the dealership just showed up. <laughs> every dealership, how does it feel, Ryan? And, Ryan, I don't think your prices are too high. Just to, to Well, every, <laughs> I see Ryan, I say, how does it feel that no matter what dealership you walk into, they're all peasants? <laughs> How does that feel, Ryan? <laughs> he's got the best hours, too. He has the best hours. You know, I, One thing that he probably still doesn't like about me is I used to say um, that Wednesdays it was free brow. So you got a free brow on Wednesdays because he hates to put oh, – He hates. He hates <laughs> brows. So I would say, hey, uh, I got a, a f delivery for you. I need you to be here Wednesday, but it's one of those free brow. we got to give it to him free because it's Wednesday. <laughs> he's like – <laughs> I posted it. That's what I tell you. I posted it. You have to, you know. <laughs> so anyway, you're going to be able to go to California or Florida, 
and you'll be able to see people who have C8 Corvettes like you do and who they use for things. Mobile details, mobile service, which is the is coming a lot more. Big time, yeah. Big time, right? Mobile lifts. I mean, when I got my, when I actually bought that C8, I had it for maybe three weeks and I had to go crack my windshield, you know, and you call the warranty, I had, you know, I had a warranty on it that I got from the store. <coughs> um, you know, they just sent somebody right to my house. I'll have somebody there in two days, came to my driveway, fixed it, signed this, see you later. You know, like Stewart's Design that we've partnered with locally, like mm -hmm. even accessories, right? Mm -hmm. So you go in the dealership, you can get anything added to it, leather, different colors of leather. We have the same stuff, you know, uh, spray and bed liners, right? Well, you can go to other cities and other zip codes, and you can feel confident that the people, that people like you as a verified user in, in your new zip code, is saying this is where you should go and this is who you should use. Um, one thing is that the dealerships have that a lot of regular people out the street have is Stewart's Auto Design and window tinting companies, right? And um, you know, so you're going back to the dealer to get that stuff with Carsnake, you don't have to do it. So, um, but hey, I want to say, uh, why don't you tell us about um, your most recent boats, boats and hose um, trip? <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, one thing about Brad is, Scandal. yeah, <laughs> Brad, um, and where did you get the fireball suit? Uh, I bought it on uh, Amazon. And, you know, the funny part is I actually bought two shot glass fireball suits that were, like, for girls. And the <laughs> idea was I was going to wear mine and have two girls next to me wearing the other one. <laughs> but I couldn't find a place to ship them me, to me in time, and they came a day after I had already left. Uh. I have them now, so next trip be prepared because <laughs> it's 100% happening. <laughs> well, I would ask you to do this on social media when we when we send your episode out there, um, and then we'll we'll tag you and whatnot. You should post a picture of you and your f in, in Captain Fireball, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Fireball suit. So, um, but you went you went you went to Miami. Well, he, he went from snow to surf. Oh. Yeah, we went from Colorado. We went to Breckenridge, and then we went to Miami for my buddy Nate's party. Uh, we rented, like, an awesome B Airbnb. You know, it had a pool, all this stuff. <coughs> um, and then we rented a couple yachts and took them out. You know, we had, we had a good group, too, man. It was fun. Well, I, I live my uh, my rock star lifestyle through you. I watch you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, with you're, all... You're not the only person who <laughs> tells me that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, with all your abs and everybody around you with all the abs and stuff, you know, and... Uh, you know, and, and on boats and skiing Breckenridge, <laughs> you hey, know. You'd be surprised. I actually sold my boat um, probably about five months ago. Yeah. Well, I saw the boat market go crazy. Oh. And I, I sold it for ten grand more than I paid for it, and I had the boat for three years. Yeah. And it was about to be out of warranty in two months. And I do plan on buying another one, but I was just, I'm taking one year off. So yeah? Yeah. Have you been on Rabio's boat? Yeah, plenty of times. Does he, does he run it at Geist? He he would sometimes. So I've never I, I've never I've never been on it. Robbie was uh, never never. He, he brought out the guys a lot, but then he had some uh, some issue with it. it. wasn't even that bad, but the part because of the whole coronavirus. He's like, I can't get the part for like five months. And by the time he got the part to fix it, like summer was half over, and he was like, Yeah, screw this. The boat is so badass. Yeah, he takes it down to Florida though too. Yeah, because he's had. Uh, um, yeah, I've seen it. He, he yeah he, did he drive is it. So he pulls it all the way down. Oh, there, there's no other way, which is crazy because I hate pulling a boat. It's the most annoying thing. I under, I understand why some truck drivers are the way they are. <laughs> I mean, if someone cuts you off and you're driving a boat, you can't just slam yeah. on your brakes. Does Tim still Tim Huey still go down with him? Cause he, he, Tim's been down there on that boat in the Keys. Honestly, I haven't talked to Tim in forever. Mm. I couldn't tell you. I see him on Facebook and stuff, but uh, 
We could have a boat episode because Greg Roberts um, is involved with Karstnick as one of my, uh, first of all, one of my best customers of all time and then uh, a part investor. He's got a badass cigarette boat. Bigger than Robbie does. Oh, those are awesome. We go to the poker run. Um, He's down on Cumberland. Yeah, we go to Cumberland's poker run at the end of the year, every single year. My buddy, um, he has a houseboat down there, and then we rent another one. And so there's a group of probably 30 of us, because, you know, most of those have, like, six bedrooms in them. <coughs> and it's, that's what you're there for, is to go. As soon as you get up, you just see all these cool boats, you know, and these are, what, million, $2 million boats with crazy paint jobs. And we try to get up when they do the run, and you go out there, you get to the side, and when they go, you just see all of them, you know, ripping. And it's fun, man. It's awesome. Do you know Brian Ewan? So he was the used car manager at Nissan with me, and then um, he uh, left, and he is now HCB Yachts, mm -hmm. Center Console Fishing Yachts, all right? He is, I mean, I know, I mean, first of all, he's a, he's, a, he's a boss at where he is, but he's, a, I don't know, sales manager, vice ma uh, of a region mm -hmm. for HCB Center co Console Yachts down in Fort Myers and um, just north of there. Um, but the he has a demo. It's like one point four million dollar center console yacht demo that he <laughs> that he gets to Promote, drive down the, down his little canal to his house, right? To you know, it's got freaking four engines on the back of this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's living the life now. So I've always thought I I was always good at selling people something that they needed, right? I always thought, man, I'm selling somebody something that they want. I'd be really good at that. Yeah. I always thought that, but you know. Well, everybody needs a boat, man. Come on. Yeah. I had a Mariah for a while, and I loved it. Quality boat, um, and then uh, and I made money when I sold it. You know, but I think the 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 if you're if you got if you know kids and make the money that you make boating, it's really hard for people to stay in boating. It ends up just sitting at your house because you don't have time to use it because you get three kids and they're all doing separate things. It's tough. It's a tough gig. I, we always say the best boat is someone else's boat. That's and that was part of my philosophy. You know, <laughs> after being on guys for the last seven years, even when I sold the boat, I was like, you know, all I have to do is one text message, one phone call. I have like nine friends who own boats. Yeah. And even my buddy who's taking my slip this year, I I can go out with him anytime I want. Sure. And even when we had our boat, I think one year. Uh, two years ago, because I had two friends who bought like a newer wake surf boat, so obviously if we went surfing, they're like, I want to take out my boat because you know they're new and exciting. And sure, I think I took my boat out six times the whole entire year. I was out all the time. I just was not on my boat. Yeah, and I don't mind throwing gas money because then I can drink and do what I want. And I don't have to worry <laughs> about being right. the safe person that comes back, and I don't have to. You know, the worst part to me is when you get off a boat is putting all you know the cover and all that on because nobody helps you. They're all drunk. <laughs> they jump off. They run straight up to Wolfie's or wherever. <laughs> yep. You know, wherever you're at, they run straight to where the party's at. And it's like, hey, guys, can somebody give me a <laughs> little, little bit of a hand? Cause no, we're on land now. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> Especially as it starts out, they're willing to help you. But then as it gets going, now they're drunk. They totally forget about you. Oh, too. every time. So. Well, speaking of drunk, before we close, why don't you spend it one more time? Because we know Brad. Wait, we're doing a twofer? Let's do a twofer. Twofer. Okay. Twofer Tuesday. All right. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my Double shot, <laughs> <laughs> and it's double shot of choice. Yep. So you get a pick. <laughs> so you know what you should pick, right? We're doing it. Okay. <laughs> what? What do you mean what? <laughs> <laughs> you know my my Instagram. I ch <sighs> I changed it to that fireball guy. 
because I got drunk one night. And I, know, I said that when I go to Colorado next time with a group of people, I'm going to wear my fireball outfit. And I have a here, fireball. They're over here. Just fill these back up. I have a fireball here backpack. You didn't bring a bottle over here. Shit. I bought this fireball backpack, and I'm going to fill it up with shooters and just go around the mountain handing oh, it to people. Oh, God. Here, let me pour this for you. You're kind of messy sometimes. Well, you're messy. Messy, you mean shaky? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Can't believe this. I can. Says it on the happen. I guess they got it wasn't a bourbon drinker. That's a double thing. I, uh, I wouldn't have made it. All right, we're not, we're not cheersing. Yeah, we're cheersing. <laughs> cheers. 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 Mm, it's like cinnamon toast crunch. I can't believe you don't like it. It's just... It's just a bad flavor. Um, it's a bad flavor. It's the best flavor. It is the well, best it, flavor. It, 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 here's the thing: like in, in it may or may not have in antifreeze 1990, in 1990, um, every every uh, Wednesday or Friday after school during football season, you had we went and ate spaghetti and uh, lemonade before the game at the local <laughs> at the local um, cr- um, country club in my high school. Right, so you'd go in and. Right after school, you're eating dinner at four o'clock, <laughs> right? And it was spaghetti and lemonade with garlic toast every week at the country club. And it's like game two of my junior season. And it happens to be one of those games at the beginning of the football season where it's 90 degrees at kickoff. It's so fucking hot. And um, I'm offensive line. I am not feeling good during warm-ups. Um, calisthenics and whatnot. I'm not feeling good. I'm sweating way too much. And we get to the game, and we're like second, third play, and I'm walking up to the line, and I just puke <laughs> everywhere, <laughs> all over like the guy across from me because we're getting we're walking up for a play, so we're standing there. We're not down in our three point stances yet. I get the football. I get the guy across from me. I got my. G- I'm 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 right guard, so I, um, I get Jason's like foot. He's so fucking mad right now, you know. <laughs> you know what we did? Literally, I didn't leave the game. <laughs> I didn't leave the game. I was like, <laughs> all right, and th- we just played. Like, like <laughs> the ref came over and wiped it off. That guy, the rest of the well, time. My, the, the he real was so mind. But wait a minute. My, my point was, I could never eat spaghetti. And garlic toast ever again. So you can eat spaghetti now? I can now, but it took me like 35 years. No. Right? Like, literally, like, I had spaghetti like a couple years ago, and I was like, okay with it. But this <laughs> is because I had cinnamon something. I, I can't remember. Aftershock the is what it was. Yeah, probably had, aftershock. That, that was, was so good. popular. Like 30 years ago, yeah, come out my nose. Brandon Krebs, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it, Krebs was involved because we went to Land Sharks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Or, you know, oh, my God, what was all those down there? Land Sharks and OPT. They're all, they're all gone now pretty much, yeah. too. I actually went to Broad Ripple, um, what was it, Sunday, or no, Saturday night. I had to go stop at my buddy's house because he's going on a trip uh, skiing. And um, I was giving him some of my gear that he wanted to borrow. So we just went down there real quick. I haven't been to Broad Ripple in forever. I cannot believe how much it's changed. Cheers. Last one. Cheers. Last one. I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> Ridiculous. Maybe you're getting me out of it. Here's the lid. 
Well, hey, guys. Um, Brad, I appreciate you coming. Anytime, man. Thank you. Um, we will uh, end this and um, come back next week with, I don't know who we got yet. S- Stephanie? Um, I don't know Stephanie. There might be Christina. Christina. Yeah. Christina. Mm-hmm. See if she can. She wants That's to That's another hard name to pronounce at the, the end. How do you say your last name again? Sesniak. Sesniak. It's a West Nest, I believe. It's West it's a Polish name. Yeah. Oh, my God. The one thing I always remember about you, Brad, is that shitty pizza that you... Oh. What's it called? Aurelio's. Horrible. They went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's great about Aurelio's' parking lot? They look as busy now as they've always looked. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Good pizza, okay? He's like, oh, man, it's the greatest pizza. They just opened up. They bring this pizza over. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is horrible pizza. <laughs> then I tried them again. I went there to give them one more shot. It was even worse. Aww. It's super popular in Chicago. Yeah. There's like 40 locations, I want to say. Okay. Well, really owes pizza and Fisher's <laughs> closed. Peace out. Uh, say bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. And uh, we'll see you next time.